gonna huh. try. I'm gonna try him one more time. Let's see what happens. Zip, how you feeling, buddy? I'm uh, feeling pretty good. I uh, good had some follow-up activity, which really brought nothing to the table whatsoever. He saw <laughs> a know, neurologist who hadn't even of, gotten his tests yet. It had, didn't well, even okay. see the no, paperwork. Okay. And gotcha. Oh, your your neurologist didn't do his homework. Uh, well, the, the, well the, the hospital didn't send the stuff. They never did. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of. Gotcha. To which he said, and I should you not. Sorry, said, I can't pick up. Leave a message. I'll call you back. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. <laughs> when you've finished recording, you may hang up. God, I love her work. She does great work. She's a sweet woman. She is uh, awesome. Hey, Ed, it's Bob again. Just checking in. Give us a shout. It doesn't matter what time you come. Okay. He's not going to come. So, yes, Zip is feeling better. Uh, Bob has had his feeding tube out, so that's good news for me. And, uh, and Spike has not had a heart attack this week. So I think it's a good week. Nope, so far so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you... Yeah. Uh, and, the, the syphilis is clearing up. This has been phenomenal. I, yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but, um, but you're going to potentially be on the radio full-time again soon, right? Um, yeah, we... Um, potentially. They've made an offer. They've made an offer. Okay. And uh, we'll see if we can, uh, we can come to an agreement. And it's, uh, you know... It's a lot more than the welfare of the state offered, so I may have to go with it. You might have oh, to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were, like, prostrating yourself before our audience like, three months ago. Like, I can't. I know. I can't I got, I'll do anything. Yeah. I'll mow your grandmother's pubes. I don't care. <laughs> Is that a gig? Oh, yeah. There's I, an I, almost, I, yeah. I almost had the gig with Betty White, but she passed away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, the show is fr uh, live from uh, recorded live from Las Vegas, Boston and Seattle. Zip, I'm going to call you Boston because it's sexier than yes. Middle Sounds. of Massachusetts. You're going to call yourself Vegas because it's sexier than Henderson. I mean, let's, is, yeah. let's own it here. OK, babe, and I'm not in Seattle. I'm in Edmond. So, uh, you yeah. know. But it's pretty cool, the show coming from three different towns. Proximity uh, live. I still have a sort of a temporary setup here. Um, and the room's a little echoey, so I have a blanket draped over. Let's see if this helps. Is that, oh, that does make it tighter. Look at that. Can you notice yeah. the difference? Yeah, well, I couldn't really, really hear the echo yeah. to begin with. Yeah, me know, neither. So. It's, yeah. Seriously, I look like I'm joining some strange cult that instead of white sheets puts blankets <laughs> over their heads, but that's okay. You look like you just found your dad's Playboy. <laughs> yeah, that's or na right. National <laughs> Geographic. Let's go Mom, way back. Mom, close the door. <laughs> okay oh that got Man. rid of it it's i seriously put a tent over my head like little kids do okay right let's start the show um i have a few things to talk about this week uh if you guys want me to go first i usually go first and then sure. ask you what's going on um we are going to have a guest on this show about a half hour in uh you know her spike uh zip you have not met her yet her name is tammy asars tammy is an author she is a badass through hiker. She has done the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, she'll give you the exact mileage. It's like 2,600 miles or something like that. She has done the, um, what uh, splits the country in half. What's that called? Oh, the Continental Divide. Continental Divide. She has done that. She has not yet done the Appalachian Trail. The most mm. historical, the most storied, the most famous of all the big, long through hiking trails. She is about to start that trail 
and hike. I think it's somewhere around 2,400 miles, if Holy memory serves. Holy cow. Um, according to legend, only about 600 human beings have done that in history. Mm. And I believe, and I'm not certain I have it. There's no way to independently verify this. It may be that she's roughly the seventh woman to complete, if she completes it, by the way. Right, right. And there right. Is no, we're all one sprained ankle away from, okay, maybe next year. So, um, <laughs> but she is about to start that and asked if we'd like her to update us from time to time on the trail. Hmm. So can, I ask a, can I ask a rel relatively rote question? Sure. What is a through hiker? How does that differentiate from um, me? I consider a hike to the mailbox yeah. and back. Uh, so every 100 feet, you have to pick up a stone and throw it. That's what a through hiker is. <laughs> 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 All right, you're no, seriously, no. what's the term? Okay, a through hiker is uh, someone who starts at the top. In the case of the Pacific Crest Trail, you start in Canada and you go to Mexico. In the case of the Appalachian Trail, it begins in Millinocket, Maine at Mount Katahdin, a mountain I've actually hiked several times, and it ends at, uh, is it Georgia? Somewhere at the south. It doesn't go, it doesn't go to the Florida mm. Keys. Yeah, it doesn't go, the mountains don't go all the way to the coast. It's too, so it's tidal. If you it? do the whole trail, you're a through hiker. Okay. Now, Bob, does that mean sense. does that mean you you get you get relief along the way? You have supply meets with people along the way, but you These are you don't excellent you preparation you... questions. Have your producer, okay. the one you're going to okay. use at Cairo, have them prepare okay. a list of these questions because <laughs> this will be good stuff to ask her. Okay, so Great. she's coming up, uh, and and we're going to invite her whenever we feel like it. In the meantime, I have a story about our move, and uh, and about moving in. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, my, as you know, my son Keith, the millennial, is really swift at being plugged in, connected, using apps. Uh, and, and basically, he's a project manager who can make anything happen. And, you know, we're moving into a big city. Uh, and even though I call it Vegas instead of Henderson, it's really, they're all kind of one it's Vegas. Yeah. yeah, it's Vegas. I mean, we look out the window uh, around the corner from our house, actually, is a skyline view of Vegas. Uh, but we're tucked up against the mountains. And this is a big move for us. We're downsizing. We're moving into a single-story home. It has a little plunge pool. It's, it's nothing ostentatious. I think Spike will confirm that. I've, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> modest but, but lovely. I've it had really trophy is. houses before, you know. During the big days, when the big paychecks came in. <laughs> you've, you've had the kind of home TV shows are filmed. <laughs> Seriously. But now, uh, yeah, this is retirement. This is, uh, this is nice. I, I like it, actually. Less to take care of. Uh, so as we move in, Spike last week drove a U-Haul truck 2,300 miles to bring our stuff to Vegas. It was the nicest thing, really, a friend has ever done for well, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm yeah. happy. I was happy to do it then. I'm happy to do it ever again if you need it. And yeah. I think to be to be clear, it was a T-Hall, much like the T-Rex. Yeah. It was a predecessor to an actual U-Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty <laughs> it was, crappy it was, truck. It was the oldest <laughs> truck still in <laughs> service. <laughs> I'm surprised the museum let it out of its its hands, you know, like yeah. that guitar they smashed oh, during the Hateful oh, Eight. Yeah. And know, when I say it's the truck. nicest thing a friend has ever done for me, um, coming in a close second is Zip when he's offered to trade girlfriends with me uh, on a couch <laughs> a few years ago. No, wait a minute. We have, I, that was pretty I, nice. We have, oh, it was God. a nice offer. I, we didn't accept it. 
What's that, Zip? I, much like my uh, blackout a couple of weeks ago, I have no recollection of that other event ever happened. Trying to swap but, out yeah, the which, dates? If, which would which be awesome deniability if my wife didn't remember it. So, Jesus, God. <laughs> anyway, back, right? we're it's done, just, Zip. When I saw the <laughs> nicest done. thing a friend ever did for me, I just, I just thought of you. Um, so, so anyway... Um, Oh, we get here and boxes are piled. And any of you who have moved have experienced this. Boxes are piled three quarters of the way to the ceiling of the garage. Yeah. You look at this massive amount of boxes. And, of course, you start opening a couple. Oh, no, oh this one is stuff I really should have thrown away. Oh, here's one I need. And anyway, Keith saw us, you know, kind of at each other's throats, plodding through these boxes. And he whips out his phone and he says... I'm going to hire you a couple of organizers, which freaks both of us out. It's threatening. What? <laughs> organizers? No, this is my yeah, stuff. No. Um, yeah. I may Boy. have packed some things in there that are, don't want anyone to see. Right. My plaster cast penis of the rock star collection. <laughs> no, one can, no one should see that. I can't believe Lisa lets you keep it after yeah. all these years. She's a good girl. Uh, or, or whatever. And, and, and Keith is like, these people are professionals. They're extremely highly rated. And they'll know what to do. And, and we're both like, well, but really it has to be us that unpack it. So these, have you ever worked with organizers before? It sounds like a tough love situation, right? It like, is. You're not and use I, this and get over I it. Haven't, Bob, the, I haven't, Bob. No. If you'll let if you, if you Keith know my birthday's that. coming up. What's that? If you like, you'll let Keith know my birthday's coming up, and I could use those two organizers oh, here at my that, home, yeah. too. Oh no, my God, it wasn't. I mean, maybe they could have done that, but it was nothing like that. They came in. They started opening the boxes, and they organized the boxes into different types. This is tools. This is your sewing stuff. This is Bob's clothes. This is Lisa's clothes. This is, you know, yeah. um, all Bob's electronic stuff. Oh, here's maple syrup. Who the fuck has 600 <laughs> gallons of maple syrup? That you, that you shipped across the country. I know, I know, it's crazy. That's great. I don't want to run out. Anyway, uh, so they uh, all of a sudden I could see the logic of what they were doing because they were moving each box to where it goes. Now, maybe some of you are just laughing at me going, what an idiot. I concur. So uh, within two hours, each room had stuff in it that needed to be in it, and the boxes were being flattened, and we were giving them away on another app called OfferUp. Yep. Where you say, I've got free moving boxes. Who wants them? Ten minutes later, like piranha, they attack you. I want them. I want oh, them. I want them. You're first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come and get them. And then the boxes are gone. Great app offer up. It's also like Craigslist, only with a profit motive. So uh, anyway, that's all going really smoothly. And then I'm, I'm remembering, and I, don't, I can't speak for Lisa, but I'm remembering there are some things. There is one certain thing that was made in Vermont that was not maple syrup that I surreptitiously put in a box. And by the way, I'm going to say it was not for me, and no one will believe me, but I'll be, I promise you I'll be completely honest with you. Because I could, I grew pot last year. And to be honest, the year before, too. <laughs> Strictly from an it's agricultural a, standpoint. Clean. No, yeah, uh, you know. Look, and and maybe nobody will ever believe this, but I've been, I've I've confessed to you that I uh, I have used tinctures, um, literally yeah, under yeah. a doctor's 
uh, care, under a naturopath's care for migraines and for this cancer nausea. Uh, but I never touched the stuff I grew because I'm a paranoid uh, schizo about that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm still deathly afraid of freaking out on pot. It used to make me very paranoid. So we've talked about this a little bit. But anyway, it just occurred to me that these people are unpacking those boxes. And I go over to Keith and I go, there's some marijuana in one of the boxes. And Keith looks at me and he goes, this is Nevada, Sin City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, unless Even if there's a dead hooker in one of these boxes, <laughs> these guys won't care. <laughs> these guys will not judge you. No. And um, speaking of that, you know, up at Lake Mead, which is drying up, they're finding uh, mob bodies and bodies. I know, I know. Right? It's like old folks. It's old folks' day. You know how Las Vegas turned into a place for families. Well, now families are. Let's go look for barrels, Daddy. Let's see. Right. (laughs) Maps of the stars home. Maps of the mob hits. Maps of the stars home. Maps of the mob hits. So anyway, so I. I went out there and I said, oh, listen, if you come across a box that has it, and the guy looked at me and went, it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, I just, I'll, you know, everybody knows. I put it in the safe uh, because when Andrew visits. <laughs> you have to have well, it like, No, I mean, and, <laughs> look, he doesn't care. There's dispensaries everywhere. Right. But, but, you know. but I like to say, hey, you can have some of that if you want. And um, it's just, you know, Lisa and I, I mean, we're the same way with zucchini, really. Except we can't grow zucchini in the desert. No, you can't, man. No. So uh, anyway, they did. They did find that um, whatever Lisa's unmentionables were, I'm fairly certain she'd already. <laughs> she brought those on the plane. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I don't know. I, it's not. Hey, let, let me just say, man, yeah. you you that what a what a great gift from your kid. What a seriously nice thing to do oh, to for come his and mom help and us. Dad. Oh, it's no, well, to, and, and to and to say, you know what, guys, there are people who know what they're doing that yes, can, because yes. because it, it's also personal oh. when you have and, and and overwhelming when you have hundreds. You had hundreds of boxes. We had, about, a, you know, yeah, we had a lot. You had a. I, I remember that truck. That was the biggest truck U-Haul makes, and it was f- pretty full. And you, that's overwhelming. And for him to have, you know, the care enough about you two and and the savvy. Mm. To know this, the solution to this is a phone call and a couple hours away. Yep. It was good, and he and drove fact, here from when, L.A. too. So. And and the fact that he, you know, I know it. You didn't have to ask him. He didn't, and he didn't hesitate when he saw that's what you guys yeah. needed. Yeah, it's a good job, man. It's good parenting. Mm, he's a really, it's a good young man. That's a good young man, right there. He's a there. really good young man. Meanwhile, I have another son. I have no idea where he is. <laughs> that's the guy you you got to hide the pot yeah. from, and you're safe. I know all about him too. Sure, yeah. He's uh, he's actually working tonight. He's doing comedy tonight. Andrew is playing a big show, which Lisa Up and I here? are going to be at in Seattle. Yes, good. Oh, good. I was about to ask about that. Good. I believe it's Friday, August fifth. Double check at the Neptune I think Theater. That, I think that's I think that's the right day. I, I thought maybe the sixth, but you're probably right about the fifth. Neptune Theater on a Friday night, first week in August, and he's uh, he's on tour with. A real amazing comedian, Steve Hofstetter, who's quite famous. Um, and Andrew is one of his preferred uh, comics to open. And they, I think he does a half hour. So it's a really good big theater show. And we're going to be there. Uh, it's really kind of been kind of interesting to be back in Seattle every couple of weeks. Uh, because that's where I get my uh, immunotherapy infusions. And um, uh, what a city. What a world-class city. I wish I could afford to live there again. 
It's really amazing how expensive <laughs> well, it, it It's nice to hear somebody say that, because all I hear in this town is what a shrimp hole this place turned into. Well, politics-wise, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of dislike for things that have gone on politically in the city. And yep. I get that. It's an easy target. But all it big is. cities yeah. all big cities have those problems. Good. Uh, and I, I just don't hear many people saying again what a, what a wonderful place to live this is. Oh, I don't hear that very often. I walked Myrtle Edwards Park from Sculpture Park, which was a new park created by the, uh, you know, the, the tearing down of uh, that raised highway, was it called? The viaduct. No, yeah, the viaduct. I remember that now. And it's just, there's very few cities in the world with that kind of public park space and beautiful view. Plus, I got on the Sound Transit light rail, mm. and I went, finally, this city. I thought Dory Monson put a whole stop to the idea of mass transit, <laughs> but he didn't. No. That's one job at my friend, by the way, who I yeah. love. Uh, but um, but no, they, they finally, and they keep expanding it. And so, in a way, I kind of wish I was just getting started in Seattle. I wish I was like like when I came in and I was 33 years old and full of vim and vinger, uh, vinger? And vigor. Vigor. Young, dumb, and full of ideas. Ideas. Young, <laughs> dumb, and full of dreams. Yes, Oh, exactly. I'm stealing that one. That's good. <laughs> And because if you're, uh, and my and my niece Jody is that she's involved in. Uh, well, she's wants to work in biotech, uh, in um, you know medical startup companies. Interesting. Uh, she, she's done three startups. She did. I don't think she'll mind me saying it. She worked for Leafly, for a while. Really, the the weed uh, weed mapper. Yeah. 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 And then she worked for uh, another one now, which I won't mention because she's still there. And then you know, but, but it, to be. You know, 30 years old and in Seattle and be super, I mean, she's got a degree from Georgetown. And to be, you know, to be that um, credentialed and looking for a job. Yeah. It's not like me and Spike. No, we're, we're, I'm, I'm clinging to the remnants of Jesus's robe at this point, man. Come on. So um, it's a, it's a hot city. It's a really, hot this city. Is, and for biotech too, man, she's in the right place, the right time with the right skill set, oh, yeah. big time. Oh yeah. This town is chock full of the smartest people on the planet. Yeah. I honestly believe that. So I, I feel like I'm by, not by coastal, but by uh, longitudinal or latitude by latitude. Uh, and come down yeah. here, it's really hot. Come up there, it's it's super nice. There's people Northwest, from Vegas Southwest Bouncer, yeah. who yeah. live in Seattle in the summertime. Uh, yeah. And they actually do that. In fact, the number one morning radio guy in Vegas lives in, like, Duval, right? We don't say Chuck, his name. Or, I'm sorry, Chet, yeah. Yeah, oh, Chet, I won't we don't want to say his name, Buchanan. R so, rhymes, rhymes with, rhymes with <laughs> yet. I don't want to say his name until <laughs> he goes public with it. Does his audience yeah. know that he's uh, remote sometimes? Um, you know, I, I think they must. Nowadays, transparency and authenticity is are the two most valuable assets you yeah. can bring to a show anymore, I think. You know, that's what, that's what I appreciate when I listen to anybody, is that they are who they really are. So, that's, something, that's something you always did. And you we always were able to do too. Well, you know, we, didn't, so, we, didn't have to, we didn't have to be somebody different yeah, on the air than who we were at home. And that's the virtue signaling way to to put it. Um, uh, you know the transparency thing, and I agree with that. I'm not I'm not disputing it. By the way, some if Gandhi was alive, he would be virtue signaling. 
Oh, Mother completely. Teresa they, they, was they always beat virtue signaling. Right. Let me bless they you. Would, Let me would... give you some food. That's virtue signaling. <laughs> Can you imagine Laura Ingram's contempt for her? Oh, for Mother Teresa. Hall of Fame like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out with poor people. Like, she doesn't go home in a Mercedes <laughs> for her one-story condominium palace like they're in Dukat. Uh, I mean, well, that's a really funny bit, by the way. Take modern-day Fox News commentators... And have them um, shred history commentary on Jesus and commentary on Mother Teresa and Gandhi. That's a great bet. Anyway, uh, so uh, it's all right. So the home organizers finished, and we got the house today. Actually, feels like someone lives in it, which is pretty nice. Well, well, and let me and wrap to wrap that topic up. I. I was worried about that, to be genuinely, you know, you to saw be honest it, yeah. with you. Well, I know, I know that you, my friend, are, um, you know, you're, you're going as fast as you possibly can trying to get yourself through this. And I understand every, you know, and I respect and understand every reason that you are handling this the way you are. I'm proud of you. But you, you really need to listen to your body sometimes, listen to your doctors. Mm, I know you down. do. Yeah. You know, but, but I, I saw how much work was in that house for the two of you. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and and I and I was genuinely worried about that. Sure, I can, I'm really, really, really glad to hear that 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 happened for you guys. Well, Zip and I both passed out in the same week, so we should have been worried. <laughs> Absolutely, man, I just got a steady podcast gig, and then both the fuckers died. I can't believe it, man. But but Bastards. so you guys know, anybody who's interested, and I don't, you know, I don't, I, I both don't talk about my health and don't think it, there's anything special uh, yeah, about I know, it. And I, I apologize. For no, no, no. But I also for, don't yeah. give a shit, and I and I don't mind. I, like there's nothing secret there's so no, many yeah. people who battle yeah. uh, cancer and battle and go through everything that i'm going through that, that yeah you know, in a way it's well, nothing special uh, bob and i've been trading medical uh, baseball cards yes. like, hey, I've, got the, I've got the mri with the pet scan what do you have collect all 12 yeah i'm so glad you're you're all back zip yeah, for the most part, I am. Rick Davis sure. told me you spoke six different languages for a while, and he wasn't really <laughs> wow. sure. Wow. I have no recollection Klingon? whatsoever. It's so bizarre. <laughs> All right. It Ooh. is bizarre. So, hey, uh, by the way, yeah. just quickly, did you get your results from the MRI? No. Nope. I know this is in No, and this track, is the thing. But... A, a modern thing about doctors and hospitals is, and I love it, that there's an app for it, but the apps are still, you know, relatively primitive in some ways. Uh, so, for example, um, you know, I, I have to navigate weirdly through the app to find stuff that I want to find, like who my doctors are and how to send them a message. Right. But if you get a if you get a lab work done, sometimes the lab work shows up there before your doctor even calls you to talk about it. Hmm. Yeah. And and it's kind of good, you know. That's how I found out I had C diff, which is a, a very nasty. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it, but it could kill you. And, uh, and, you know, and I called the hospital and they, they said, oh, do you want a prescription? Do you want us to fill it tomorrow? And I was like, it's, you had a 24-hour pharmacy. I'm driving. Uh, because I saw it on the app. I would have had to wait till Monday to speak to a doctor. That's, this is the other thing about healthcare. They go home on the weekends, which is when everything bad happens. Right, Sip? Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's well, yeah, you have, yeah. And you have a skeletal crew. On yeah. the end, basically. And there's someone and everybody on call. Says, oh, that may yeah. happen. That might not happen. We're yeah. not sure. Maybe Tuesday, maybe the next crazy. week. You know. All right, let's get off the health stuff because everything's right, yeah, fine. I got you. my feeding yes. tube out. I, I, they gave me little bandages to put on 
that I can jump in the pool before it is even, you know. Nice. It, it, after a couple of weeks, I won't need the little bandage. But All right. The other thing to tell you is because Lisa and I are living in Las Vegas now, and we always do talk about our lives when we're virtue signaling or just being nice and trying to help people have fun, we've started going to shows in Vegas. Should I review them since people in our audience travel to Vegas fairly often? Sure. It's content, man. Well, you know, sometimes folks... So is a picture we'll, of we'll my go cat to... eating dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, got, you got him <laughs> playing <laughs> piano while eating that dog? You know, you know, that's, you know. Right, go ahead, Spike. Um, you know, anybody who's going to come to Vegas, and a lot of people still pick it as a easy to get to affordable you know tourist destinations a fun place to go for a lot of folks if you could yep. give a thumbs up or or show to avoid that'd be great all right well it's good because um i, I hope to i hope to see some locals in vegas sometime and i know i said that and then several people i knew were in vegas that week and i only found out about it when they posted they were flying back but part of why we moved here is that we had so much fun when we used to go to Snoqualmie Casino all the time, we would always go see shows. And it's just a few minutes away. So we've started to go see a few things here. And I wanted to start light. I wanted to, I didn't want to like, there were, there were scalp tickets to see Sting. They were like 600 bucks. And I was like, I need to meet someone who works on the radio who could get me free <laughs> tickets. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, I do miss that. I'll bet, I'll, 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 Scratch the virtue signaling. I want free shelf stuff. Free should I have to pay? Free tip, free tip. It's the opposite of virtue signaling. But anyway, and, and it is now. We were just like a regular, ordinary consumer, which is just fine. So the first thing we went to see, and please don't laugh, but it's here in Vegas, and you can go see it. <laughs> the Australian Bee Gees. Um... <laughs> Now is is that is that a, um, is it's that a redundant? tribute band of sorts? Are, oh, okay. are, are, I mean, are there are there other are there Irish Bee Gees? <laughs> I love somebody. I love somebody the way that I love you. Oh yeah, that'd be great. You know? That's good. Have uh, you seen my wife, Mrs. Jones? Have you seen her? Yeah. She's down by the pub. <laughs> Night fever. It's we know how to show it. Oh yeah, oh we do. The the, the Irish Bee Gees are not here yet. <laughs> The British Bee Gees have not arrived either. So, but but now those those guys were from. They're all Austra Australian. Yeah. Australia, but but they got famous in England. Uh, the Australian Bee Gees? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the re the real Bee Gees. They oh, were from they Australia. Were from Australia? I did not. Know they're, that. they're they're born in, they were born in Australia, um, but they got famous in England. So that's a little goofy. Then that's a little like calling yourself the British Beatles. Yeah, ex that was yeah exactly. Oh, okay, that's why. But that's but, but but it's so it's it's a it's a world famous tribute to the Bee Gees. Yes, it is, and okay. and uh, and I'm gonna pan it a little bit, although it was fun. I, I I mean, so when you go to see a show, there's several different ways of looking at it. There's a show I wish I didn't waste my time, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, this reminds me of Hustler magazine. Remember how they used to have the penis pointing all the way up or halfway. <laughs> Or yeah, I give it a semi. Yeah, so this was a uh, this was a semi. This was, um, you know, I was really glad we saw it, and we needed a show. And was, and I have I have to confess that I love, love all those songs, even though they're not cool to rockers. Uh, but 
I have a problem. I'm super empathetic. I think I am anyway. I think I can read people's minds. Did I ever tell you that? I knew, you were gonna, I knew you were going to say that. How's that? Yeah. Zip, did you know that? I mean, what I do is I size up a room, and then I guess where people want to go, and then I you know, facilitate their talking, and I try to, and then I learn people's, it's not mind reading Tells. per se, yes. but it's empathy. And, and so I can look at performers, and, and, and I can see whether a performer is having fun. I'll give you a, a prime example. Uh, we can't wait to see Aerosmith. Uh, as soon as, you know, Stephen finishes his um, work that he's doing uh, and, uh, and comes back, he, he, you know, I guess it's it's public that he um, yeah. needed to go to rehab again. But we saw Aerosmith two years ago, just before the pandemic, when this show was just getting started. On tour, they did their Vegas show at the MGM in Springfield, Massachusetts. And you were there, Zip. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had the same staging. You Pretty know, similar staging, uh, a mobile sound system that I'm told is not as good as Vegas. Nothing's as good as the production in Vegas. It's the best production. It is always massive money spent to make sure you have an amazing experience. So when we saw Aerosmith do this Vegas show, Steven Tyler was having difficulties with the monitors in his head. You know, they use those, the in-air monitors, Spike, that you... Right, right, yeah. You yeah. still use them with the impalers? Absolutely. Yeah. Could, I couldn't play without him. And, and it's hard to sing without him. And Steve was having trouble. So everybody's listening to the show and hearing the songs, and it sounded great. But I'm looking at his face, and I'm going, oh, he is not happy with his monitor mix. And that ruined the whole show for me. It's like, oh, oh Steve was having a... And I would see him, and I would watch, and he would glance over at the sound guy. And he would even, like, use an F word. Like, he'd be singing, living on the edge. Fuck you. Yeah. David on the and, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and, 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 and it was really distracting wow. me. But I looked over at everybody else. Nobody else noticed. Right. Right. And so when we get to this Australian Bee Gees show and the guys come out, I look at the lead singer and I go, oh, he is saying to himself, how did my life come to this? <laughs> <laughs> He had dreams. Really? Uh, well, that's why. I, by the way, I could be completely wrong. Uh, but but he looked like, and then I and then I imagined, because the, there's cool BG songs, and then there's all the real old oldies, and what they were doing is, and, and I would like to just hear a concert, pick the pick the cool songs and do the whole song, but right. you know it's Vegas, so they do a medley, you do like thirty okay. seconds of the lights come on in Massachusetts. Right. And the lights <laughs> all went down in Massachusetts. So what? My wife, Mr. Jones. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing. You got five I, more. I, I know you do. Oh, you don't know what it's like, <laughs> baby. You don't know what it's like. Look at my Look at my Wait, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was. Getting... I, I am a BG freak, by the way, Bob. Oh, I know that's, that's my dirty secret, too. Yeah, I'm I adore. It. Uh, how about ABBA? BGs. Can we go ABBA or not quite ABBA yet? I want to see. Uh, the... my, my, my ABBA stories are embarrassing. Okay. I want to see the, the. You know, they have the ABBA tour with the younger ABBA avatars. Oh, you mean the Mexican ABBA? What a great band they are. <laughs> no, they're not. All the dancing queens, so anyway, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the singer and I'm feeling like he's not feeling it. 
that he's just saying to himself, I'm in Vegas, I do this show seven nights a week, I wish I could have had a life. And it, maybe it was all, maybe it could have been 100% in my head because one of the things about thinking you're, you can read people's minds is you can't. <laughs> Sometimes you're 100% wrong. <laughs> which you know, which I have a room was average, it in? Just like a, you know, a good hitter. What's that? Was it like a B room? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what, it wasn't the greatest, was it? but it was good production. Oh, and here's the thing. They are, now it makes sense that they're the Australian Bee Gees because the real Bee Gees gave them concert footage to be playing oh. to. So they ha- and I thought the licensing okay. and I'm, I should be enjoying the song and I'm thinking, I'll bet that cost a hundred thousand dollars for 30, 30 seconds of jive talking footage live on the yeah, yeah. on the big screen behind yeah. them yeah now but I looked over, and my wife was digging it because she was enjoying the songs just like with Steven Tyler, of course she's got other memories of Steven Tyler that have come about too <laughs> dude dude, <laughs> but um, but I I went oh well this is good then and then I and then as soon as I got my head out of it. And this is the other thing. I'm spoiled because I got to play with Heart by Heart. And those guys every night love every single song to death because, you know, some of them wrote the songs. Right. And, uh, and by the way, Heart by Heart would have blown away the Australian Bee Gees in a heartbeat. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because nowadays tribute bands are so big. And for the most part, tribute bands care more than i, I hate this is Some such a horrible yeah, general yeah, yeah. horrible generalization they care more than the original band yeah and there are better musicians in tribute bands because they are they they are in love with the music yeah. truly love these songs and these artists and to be fair love to, them. to the australian bgs they're pretty good um and, and i could have caught an off night too because i only buy tickets when they're the cheapest on like a tuesday and wednesday night and the place isn't full so maybe they looked at the room Right here, I am looking at them, and maybe they went, "Look at this bunch of losers." I'm not putting out tonight for these people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the first review. So the second show uh, to review for you, literally, and this is unanimous from me, Keith, and Lisa, may be the best, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Wow! It's uh, high praise. Keith said the same thing. Uh, we were uh, we were laughing our asses off. We were scared. We were joyous, and because it was a weeknight, we had great seats, front row, actually. Uh, but it's in the round, kind of. Uh, the show is simply called Wow, Las Vegas. It's at the Rio, and it is. Um, I, I, you know, I don't like to give too much away, but I'll say this. If you're from Seattle and you've ever been to Teatro Zanzani. Yeah. Well, take away the cross-dressing because that doesn't go over as well in Vegas. <laughs> okay. Vegas is more middle America, but, uh, you, you know, because they have a lot of, uh, they, they have a lot of shtick in Teatro Zanzani. Yeah, that's, so it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of camp, a lot of, yeah. lot of almost burlesque-like at, at times. And this was it, not, and Ve- burlesque would be huge in Vegas. This was, um, yeah. this was more aimed at families and kids. Is it, is like Teatro's, not te- uh, what's, a, what's, oh, Cirque du Soleil? Is it like that kind of it's, stuff? No. Uh, it's, no? It's, 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 a, it's a cross between Teatro Zanzani and Pirates of the Caribbean meets Oh wow! Singing in the rain meets all kinds of movies because oh wow oh there are these sketches with jugglers and performers and dancers and singers and uh, uh, and then like show tunes and stuff. 
Yeah, and there was one gimmick they used that I'm not going to give you because it, it wouldn't ruin the show, but it's so great for you to discover it yourself. Okay. They spring it on you. They words. spring, in fact, that, that's why the show is called Wow. Because throughout the show, you think, oh, okay, here's a, you know, here's a great juggler. And then you go, what? What did he just do? Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then there's, you know, uh, and of course, they, you have to have incredibly sexy people wearing very little clothing. <laughs> yeah. It's Vegas. Um, but there were like Chip and Dale guys that uh, like I, I could look over at Lisa and I could go. You know, I do know how to read people's minds. I can read her mind right now. I know exactly what she's thinking. <laughs> and uh, and it was beautiful. And then, of course, they have the you know they they, they take care of both uh, genders, or all genders, I suppose. Lots of eye candy yeah, to go with the, the show. So okay, let me uh, let me ask you this. But at the same this. time, your okay. five year old will be enthralled through the whole show. Okay, lots of motion, lots of color. Best, one of the best shows I've seen in my entire life. Let, let me ask you this though. Yeah. Because um, you said the BGs were gave you the, the Aussie BGs gave you a semi, and that's yeah. out of context as hell, right? Um, <laughs> Completely out of context. And and you wondered, you said to yourself, that guy must be thinking, how the hell did I end up here? Yeah. yeah. So these are performers on stage in Vegas, and they're world class performers, but they all dreamt of being on Broadway. I'll bet. Uh, I, I, do, I, do you? Yeah. Do you think, or or in the movies or whatever? Do you think they all dreamt of being a star? Nobody goes, you know, twelve hours of rehearsals a day to be a chorus guy at the Wow Show in Vegas. Do you so think the, any of them were like, how did I end up? At, it's how a did fair I end up question here? given what I had told you early, earlier. Right. Uh, but this was world class, world class, world class. These people were proud of the show they were doing and happy to be oh, where they oh, were. Oh, no, no. This was life or death. Oh. This was, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I several times went okay how are they going to do this without killing themselves oh wow and then i thought <laughs> cool then because you can't have when you're that kind of an acrobatic person aerobatic yeah you can't come waddling out there like the lead singer from the Australian Bee Gees and go, I'm going to give it half tonight. No, you, can't, you give it half. You you're dead. You can't there's, mail it in on the wheel no of death. There's no nets underneath you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've given okay. away a little more about the show. It, it's it's a circus. It's like a circus. Okay. Play, but. Okay. So there's a little bit of that acrobatic, aerobatic. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Okay, cool. But, that, sounds, but, that sounds really cool. But no wussy trampoline nets underneath. <laughs> That's why... Seriously, I was scared to death. And um, like good shows do like that when you're in the front row, they involved us. Really? Yeah, I won't say. And they involved <laughs> a bunch of people, actually. Nice. Uh, and in ways that make you laugh your ass off and incredibly uncomfortable at the same time. So, all right, at that's your expense? Oh, what's that? At your expense? Uh, uh, I'd, uh, there was one particular woman who this was quite at her expense, but she was very good-natured about it. Okay. You, you, yeah, you, you get the idea. Okay. Uh, so Tammy is coming up in just a minute to talk to us about becoming the one of the first, definitely in the first dozen women ever, to be, uh, they call it Triple Crown, if you can do... Wow. Uh, the Continental Divide Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the um, Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. Trail. Yeah. 
That's amazing. My brain's fading a little bit. Must have accidentally smoked some of that pot that I brought. <laughs> nah, I didn't. All right. Uh, while we wait for her, um, what's uh, Spike? Do you want to? Can you tell us anything more about your? Uh, it's probably b- bad luck to jinx it, but it looks like yeah. you're probably going to take the job. Um, you know, I I can't imagine. I, I <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Yeah, that would be really stupid. <laughs> I do this for nothing. <laughs> um, you know, well, and I wouldn't because my my it's wife a good wouldn't thing let you do, me. Didn't do that in your recognizable voice. That's yeah. very good. Well, yeah. my, well, first off, my wife wouldn't let me, and you know, so there's that. And anybody who knows anything about me knows that's yeah. a fact. She's the CFO. Yeah, but you know, I got to, I've I've worked with five different hosts over like four weeks worth of shows, yeah. two three shows at a clip with each host. And I did three three shows this week with a totally different host. I'd never worked before, never worked with ever before. Ursula Royteen, oh, very I like very her talented. A lot. Is she fun? She is. She's oh my god, she's yeah. wonderful. I love her. But the but but after a day and a half, after you know a show and a half, four four and a half hours, I know, maybe even before that, it was like we'd been working together for five ten years. Oh wow, that's how well that's how well we we meshed. Nice, you know, um, and and. And I don't mean to toot my own horn because I always hurt my neck when I try to do that. Sure. Um, but uh, it's happened to Gandhi I, I, all the time. All the time. That's how you had that crooked <laughs> back all the time. That's right. Um, but it, it was every everybody that I got to work with. We we developed a, a rhythm really fast. Right. And one of them you know, and that, um, helped you out by quitting so that you, there was a job open for you. And that well, that was that was made public, but at least to the to the company. You know, the, an email went around yesterday. Oh, okay. It's funny because should I not an email, have mentioned that? Uh, well, uh, we won't mention any names. Okay, good. But but somebody gave the resignation, you know. And when they asked me to fill in, um, one of the things the program director said to me was, you know, things change. I, I wish if I had a full time job, I'd offer it to you, but things change fast around here. All right. And 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 for total total transparency, I was driving across the country with with Bob and Lisa's things, <laughs> and I had just come down from the Rockies and spent the night, you know, in the shadow of Shooter's Grill. There's a story we never got to, Bob. I got to tell you that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Democratic lobbying? Yes, it is. It's exactly right, Bob. It's it's a liberal soup kitchen slash <laughs> think tank for conservative welfare state America. Sure. Um, Shooters. You know, Grill. we never. Um, so Lauren Did they have signs is, when you walk in that bar, like, uh, you know, if you ain't packing. Um, <laughs> um, you know, there was it was a real tribute to Murka. The A was silent, right? You know, um, um, and, and I the A was silent, and so was I, because I literally had to have my tongue reattached by a surgeon the next morning. Right, right. I bit my tongue so damn hard in that place. Um, when I was coming across America with Bob and Lisa's things, um, the 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 shortest day I had was the toughest day I had, because as we mentioned, the T Hall truck. Um, had to had to literally limp up the Rockies at 35 miles an hour yeah. in the far, not even in the far right lane, like half in the half on the shoulder, half in the lane with the flashers on. This truck made its peace with God on the way up the Rockies, <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to make it over. I'm seriously, I was getting less than a mile a gallon uh. at that point at pushing this truck up the hill, trying not to push it so hard that it, the engine popped. You know, I mean, I, that's how close I was to not to worrying about this truck. Um, and I got over the Rockies. And I was coming down the backside, and that's when I started wearing the brake smell. I was smelling after 45 <laughs> oh, minutes of going down hill, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, and I finally, finally called it a night. Um, and you know, I got down the Rockies and got to a little town. I was going to try to make it to Grand Junction, which is like one of the westernmost cities in Colorado. Right. Um, but I stopped about 40 minutes short of there. 
um, a little because I saw I saw the very familiar sign of the of the hotel chain I've been staying at all the way across the country. You know, I, I like dependability. Um, and which hotel pulled, chain is that? It was the Holiday Inn Express, okay. you know, because yeah. I can eat I can eat 120 <laughs> bucks worth of breakfast tomorrow morning and double my investment. I know I, know I can, you know. Back away from that pancake press, kiddo. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm not done yet. Um, so I, I, I bunkered, hunked down for the night, you know, parked a big, big truck in the shed where I can see it at the, at the window of the room I'm in, you know, in the safe, well-lit parking lot, you know, because there's, there's a lot of other trucks there, so I felt pretty good about it. And I'm thinking, you know, it's it, I got I stopped a little early tonight, earlier than I'd planned on, and things aren't closed yet, so I'm gonna look for a little something, something to eat, you know, as something that didn't, wasn't handed to me through a window in a bag. Sure. Um, and I figured out where I was, that I was in Rifle, Colorado. Um, and I'm like, why is that name familiar? Oh yeah, as I look on the map for what's still open, Shooter's Grill is open and busier <laughs> than usual. And Shooter's Grill is famous because it is owned by Colorado's third district representative to the United States House Representatives, Lauren Boom Boom Bobert. Wow. Uh, that's her bar. It's and her, it was Lauren Boom Boom. Well, bo yeah, but she puts the boo in Boom Boom. Okay. Um, La Lauren Bobert, one of, the, one of the two stooges, and there are so many to choose from, of our House of Representatives this round. Um, and it was primary night. And she was, of course, walking to victory in her primary, a landslide um, in her district because, and I, I've said this on the air last week, that, you know, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert, who I disagree with, you know, diametrically disagree with politically, um, but they just have no, no class and no, no sense of statesmanship whatsoever. But they are truly representatives of their districts. That's exactly who voted for her, and she's a, she's a she's a mirror image of that entire freaking district. As is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Scary, you know, Jeez. it is. It's horrifying. But if you're in a representative democracy, I know you want your best and brightest to lead you, but you wonder how somebody like that gets elected. Look around at who's voting in that district. Mm -hmm. What's important to them so is also minute. important to her. You can tell a person's uh, worth by how they look, huh? Um, no, but when they open their mouth and, <laughs> with, their, with their hand on their just, gun while we talk, a, a I liberal, get it. I just said a liberal yeah. trap for you. and you. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Yeah. I know. But, oh, man, I am so now for a intellectual test before someone is able to cast a vote. Ah. I am for an intelligence test, much like the old careful, you know, poll tax. I know. Uh, the I know. It's my theory that the base of every party wouldn't pass that test. Yeah, no, I, 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 and that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, maybe. But I think, I think only maybe, the smart people vote. That's what, I, what I, the founding fathers. That's what they had in mind. Yeah. All these originalists <laughs> over there at the Supreme Court. Uh, they, they, all the originalists. They say, let's just say white, they white thought, land and slave owners should yeah. vote, just like our founding fathers intended. Well, yeah, uh, yeah white men uh, is what they thought of because they didn't want women to own property or be able to vote or vote or yeah, yeah just shut up and make me a sandwich. It's Rot good thing the Supreme Court forgot that when they made their recent ruling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my. And I, how did I even get on this story? Well, I'm I so just want to hear what happened and uh, and what hospital you went to. That's all. Because um, Tammy no, is. No, you know by. what? I I I, went, I didn't say a word. You know, I ordered a glass of iced tea, and uh, I said, "Yeah, an iced tea." And she's like, "Long Island." I'm like, no, no, just an iced tea. I'm driving. Blah 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 blah. Sure. So you didn't. Get <coughs> I di I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't talk to anybody. I just listened. Did they have I a shut band? Shut my mouth and opened my ears. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Okay. It was no, quiet. but I swear, everybody, including the staff, was 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 armed. Open carry sidearms. That's sure. that's their thing. It's the bar grill. was called Shooters. That well, that's their thing. That's yeah. their trademark. Is that says our 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 so, waitresses are packing. So you, know? you clearly did. The waitresses had. 
Oh, yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Big, okay. fat-ass sidearms. Some of them with okay. big, you know, chrome, silver Colt 45s, wow. and some of them with little 9-millimeter Rugers or, you know, six, whatever, six hours, Jesus whatever. Christ. I'm telling you. You didn't fit everybody. in. Everybody. Wow. Oh, no, I didn't fit in. <laughs> I didn't even finish my iced tea. My, you know, I, I bit through my tongue, tasted blood, and left. Hmm. All right, that's the story of Shooter's Bar. Uh, located <laughs> is, was this, uh, this was not Nevada, this was Arizona? No, it was Rif Rifle, Colorado. Oh, Colorado, okay. I uh, can't wait to check it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do yourself a favor, wait to check it out. We told you about her at the beginning of the show. Uh, Tammy Asars is an outdoor writer. She's a nature photographer. She lives in the Cascade foothills of Washington with her husband, Bill, uh, and they're friends of ours. We, we used to be neighbors. Uh, they also have a dog called Scout. Of course, of course, her dog is Scout. She is the author of four hiking guides, including Hiking the Wonderland Trail, uh, which I actually used her guide, I think. Or maybe she was just writing it that year. But we, I did the Wonderland Trail in 2015. Also Hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, the story about Tammy Asars is only a very few people have ever done which she's about to attempt to do, and she's willing to check in with us once in a while and let us know how it's going. Tammy has hiked the Pacific Crest Trail as a thru-hiker, uh, and uh, she has hiked, I believe, the Continental Divide. Is that, what, is that what it was? Yeah. And she is about to hike the um, most famous of them all, I think, and the most historic, the Appalachian Trail where I hiked as a kid, and I've done a few hundred miles of that thing. Tammy Asars, uh, welcome to the Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Hi, guys. All right, let me turn your mic Hello. up a little bit. Yeah. Let's see if that's loud enough now. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this evening? Pretty Great. good. Pretty good. you got to get a little closer to the mic. All right, I'm working on that. How's that? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm new to this broadcasting stuff. I spend a lot of time running through woods, so. No, that's all right. <laughs> okay, so um, what you were about to do, and by the way, is it, is it maybe um, bad luck to talk about it? Uh, because not everyone who starts these trails finishes them, correct? That, that's a really uh, good point. I don't, I don't know about the luck thing, but yeah, you're absolutely right. One in four that start don't finish, but... I have a pretty good track record, so I'm yeah. hoping to keep that going. <laughs> yeah, she's a badass. Okay, so uh, you have done the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, how many miles is it? Uh, the PCT is, boy, I think it's 2650. Okay. Um, and then the Continental Divide is 3150, give or take. You know, it depends on sure. what routes you take. No, depends well, on how, how many times. How big of a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how big of how big of a car are you in when you do yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> okay. I went through 20 pairs of shoes. Does that help? Yeah. Well, it does. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, my shoes are fairly lightweight. You know, they're trail runners, so they're not like super durable hiking boots like most right. people might think. They but call them, some people call them trail slippers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're really nice. They're yeah. super light and help your feet so you don't, you know, they breathe well and don't get blisters, yeah. hopefully. Okay. And now, uh, the if I recall, the Appalachian Trail is uh, 2,300, 2,400. Am I close? I think it's a little less. I want to say it's 2150 okay. to 22, somewhere oh, in there. Just slightly over 2,000 miles? Huh. Yeah. But yeah. many say it's the hardest trail of the three. Why? Uh, bugs, ticks, uh, you have humidity, you have uh, the trail grade itself. 
is much harder. You know, there's not as many switchbacks. Yes. And then the trail tread, you're talking about a lot of different slippery routes and rocks. In fact, yeah. more people hurt themselves on that trail, even though it's shorter. Right. Uh, it's the shortest of the big three. Uh, just simply way, because of the trail uh, tread. I, I can't speak for Zip, but I, ha- I, you know, I read people's minds. And as you call 2,100 miles shorter, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> Zip, who is a New Englander, doesn't can't imagine why you would call it shorter, right? So, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, God. All right. Fire away with your questions, folks. I, I, I just have, uh, I just have one. Um, why are you doing this? I guess the official answer to that question of almost any pursuit is because it's there. Because it's there. That's the, that's, yeah, that's the Uh, stock answer. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I didn't set out to do a triple crown. I had written a book, as you know, I live in Washington. I'm 20 minutes from the PCT up here and have spent um, my whole childhood running up and down these mountains around here. And, um, absolutely love being uh, up there in them and so you know I'm a guidebook writer I write I'm on trails all the time did the Pacific Crest Trail had an absolute blast on it and then uh, did the Colorado Trail after that and of course the Wonderland I have done many times and have a book on that and um, it was just kind of a natural progression in 2020 when the pandemic hit it was uh, already sort of planned um, to do the CDT so you didn't just think of it this year. You, you have had it in the back of your mind. Um, a, a couple of quick questions about it, uh, but I, I don't want to interrupt Zip. I know he has a question. Go ahead, Zip. No, no, no. I was just going to say, what digital uh, accessories do you carry? Ah, those kind of yes. things? Yeah, that's a good, great question. I bring, uh, of course, my phone, and I have a battery pack that I bring for charging because, as you know, with lots of photos and things like that, it can suck it down pretty quickly. But I right. keep it in airplane mode, so most of the time. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it lasts a long time. And then, yep. and then when you get, you cross roads, and this much I know because I did 100 miles of it, uh, when you cross roads, um, who resupplies you? How do you resupply and charge your uh, charger and get back on the trail? Well, uh, any number of different ways. Uh, There's lots of trail towns on the AT, as you know. So you can pop into the trail towns and send a package to a lot of the businesses will accept them or the post offices. And then you pretty much just become uh, 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 like parked in a restaurant for (laughs) like an hour while you're charging if they let you. Okay. Um, So you're you're always hungry. So you're just ordering nonstop. The whole time. I'd like to, I'd like to ask a question. What what's what elevation limit does uh, Amazon put on for delivery? How, <laughs> how far up the mountain <laughs> will the drones go? And and is is Prime one day, two days on the trail? Or that'd be great if they could drop that by drone. Something delicious. You know, yeah. we make jokes, but Bob, that's you're not that far off the future. No, pretty soon. At, yeah, they're going to take care of you guys. When when you, when you say you go through twenty pairs of shoes during a hike. Do you do you restock shoes as you do your supply, you know, check-ins as along the route? Yep, you do. So the twenty pairs of shoes will be uh, will be cumulative. That will be all the yeah. shoes. So every hike, approximately every three hundred and fifty to four hundred miles, I send myself a new pair of shoes. Wow. So, <laughs> and uh, wow. it's not necessarily because the tread on the bottom is toast, although that does happen. It's because there's so much pounding going on from yeah. the weight of yeah. your feet and all that that uh, they kind of pack out right. so okay. they get thin and, and you start feeling all the little rocks and okay and 
this was the question I almost asked a moment ago. I'm going to ask it now. It's kind of superhuman what you're doing. Like most humans could not do this, or are we just lazy? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 um, well, you just caught me there. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, you know, everybody has a passion, right? You, yeah. There's something that you love doing. Like, Bob, you cannot stay away from radio. You've right. tried, and yeah. you can't. Um, when you have an itch that you just need to scratch every once in a while, you just sort of end up, uh, finding that in yeah, life. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. But you're an athlete uh, in, in a rare sport that um, most people, I think, uh, like, for example, uh, well, um, I'm thinking of that guy, Lance Armstrong, but he was doing it with steroids. And, and most people can't perform at that level without injury and without being knocked out of the game. So there is, there has to be an element of gift from God or talent or something that, right? I, I mean, it's not... Is, is it yeah, all practice? Yeah, but I, I, almost, I almost think more so than the physical is the mental. Okay. Because it is mentally so hard to be away from conveniences and people you love and your home and lattes. <laughs> Running water and toilets, you know, just a few things. Running water came to mind, yeah. And <laughs> Now, um, will you, like, like, I did this, so, I, I mean, I know streams are essentially, uh, well, they're essential. Um, you have to filter your water. Um you helped me out with a lot of the things with hiking. Maybe we'll get into that when you're on your way. But, um, but you have to purify your water. You have to um, wash with it. You have to um, find it. And yeah. some some places that's hard, right? Water is life. You know, when you start seeing, uh, especially like in the deserts of some of these trails, right. when you start seeing trees and birds, you you know you're close. Um, but yeah, it it it's so amazing if you haven't ever really done a backpacking trip where you're relying on actual like natural sources it's amazing how you don't really realize how important it is to have that clean pure water around you so when you first start out and we'll hopefully get a report from you sometime in the first week or two uh, you will be going in the uh, opposite direction of most people right you're going to start north and yep. go south okay yep why did you choose that a uh, couple reasons. Uh, one is because they're, well, if I'm being honest, I really wanted to spend the 4th of July with my husband. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. um, <laughs> but also, uh, there's less people going southbound. Right, the majority right. of people head northbound, so you have what, what you know, is called the bubble of is, people. Is that because they can start qu earlier in the year yeah. to go northbound? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And possibly have less weather challenges, although that's hard, too, because in spring you can get snow. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. just, you know. But we'll, uh, we'll be hiking until, right up until just before Thanksgiving, if all goes well. <laughs> so, you know, you think about it now, it's this beautiful, warm summer we're having, and the days are long, and we are actually starting to wrap this trail up like down through the Smokies the days are going to be short and dark and cold and uh, it's crazy to think yeah. that even you for me right now. You could have snow at the end couldn't you? In the oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I kind of well, expect to. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I'll be, my next I'll question. Yeah. How, how, long, how long are your day hikes at the end, by the end of this? What time does the sun go down in the Smokies come November? I will tell you in November. Okay. <laughs> you, you, so, so, well, that, that's an, that's another gr interesting point is you, you really don't know what to expect from a lot of this trail. Absolutely, Spike. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a West Coast girl. I have only visited the East Coast a couple times. My husband and his family are from there. Um, and right. I, of course, I know Bob and Lisa and yep. they've filled me in on a lot of that. But I'm... Uh, 
I'm as green as they come when it comes to foliage and birds and plants. But I know the West Coast ever, like the back. Have of my you hand. ever seen the Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, somebody, as, somebody, as somebody who cares about you, have you? You know. Well, <laughs> my real question though is, what's what is the most dangerous thing you're going to encounter? Is it the trail man, tread itself? Man, not animals, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's probably creepers. I mean, honestly, that's about the only thing. You know, there's bears and people worry about that. But um, hopefully we don't have any issues with that, you know. But um, ticks are kind of a big one uh, on the East Coast. Bob Bob knows, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know he does, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's concerning. Um, You do have to, you know, be careful when you're really tired and you're cranking out long days to not slip if it's raining because those roots are just like ice. Um, so you have that, uh, but really, um, the biggest threat is your, is your mental, um, your mental stability and being able to withstand day after day of mind noise. And if you have any demons, they're going to come out (laughs) swinging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the other things about uh, this kind of long distance hiking, and I've experienced only a little bit of this. I haven't done anything as long as what you've done, but, um, you actually meet and make friends with people for segments of the hike that you sort of become quick buddies and um and sometimes they're very interesting people isn't it isn't that the case oh yeah Yeah. i mean you just meet amazing people you know people who have gone through tremendous challenges that are out there uh you know veterans and i mean gosh uh, folks that are quite a bit older that are just so inspiring and Um, you know, families, I mean, hiking with small children, it's Mm. incredible. It's really neat to see. Really amazing. Okay. And and the human kindness is also amazing. People just take you in like, oh, you're having a problem. Why don't you come to my house? (laughs) It's like, they don't know you, but (laughs) they're just so kind. And there are trail angels who help people at various stops along the way. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and by the way, we hope to be your trail angel because when you are headed through Stonehill Farm area in August. You're actually going to be near uh, our place, and we're going to be out there for a couple of weeks. So uh, you just uh, text Lisa, you know, whether it's uh, lemon cream pie, uh, you know, <laughs> gallon whatever. of maple syrup, I was gallon just of maple syrup, maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Whatever, whatever your what do they do? Sugar what, and carbs. You could take a personal item when you were on Survivor. You could take yeah. your, your luxury item, whatever you want. <laughs> When you're passing Tote through Vermont, maple syrup you, you with let me. us know. So what we're going to try and do with Tammy, by the way, is once in a while, every week or a couple of weeks, and it really depends whether she's on a hill that has cell phone coverage. Yep, I'll have to run to the top <coughs> of a peak to talk to you guys. But wow. at least a few times uh, during the hike, uh, maybe over the course of the four months, uh, we're going to check in and see how many miles you've done and um, you know, get a little bit of the story. And are you writing a book on this one, too? Uh, possibly a, uh, not a guidebook, but there might be a side book on this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, my fall hikes book just came out for Western Washington. So That's, yeah, it's spectacular, yeah. uh, fall hikes in Western Washington. Check that out. Just uh, search Tammy Asars, T-A-M-I-A-S-A-R-S. And I will be posting, Bob, on uh, Instagram pictures. So if people are curious about the AT, I'll try to do my best to do some photos and put them up there so they can kind of see what it looks like as I go along. All right. Lastly, now I heard this, (laughs) that um, the number of people who've actually done all three of these hikes, the uh, trifecta, if you will, is a, a small number of people, but it's only an estimate. Uh, but the number of women who've done it is an even smaller number of people. Do you have an estimate on that? 
I don't know the number of women, but I know as of 2021, uh, there has been officially 525 people that have been recognized. As completing the three As packs. completing it, yeah. Right. Someone told me that the number of women was only a handful. <laughs> yeah, it's growing. I mean, this is, you know, there's a lot of tough gals out there. Yeah. So that's exciting. And these millennials are very b- into sh- Instagramming themselves doing amazing things. So that's probably going to increase it, too. <laughs> <laughs> really. Did you even do it if it's not on Instagram? I of mean, course not. On. Yeah, you uh, did do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Tammy is fascinating. You're pretty amazing. And, and you know, I've um, always been an inspiration. So uh, oh, thank you. we all wish you well and uh, can't wait to hear back. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. Take care. Amen. Yeah, How luck. about that? <sighs> Zip, you got time to go to the fridge and pick up something and come back oh, to the chair? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> How many oh, steps man. is that? Yeah. yeah. Take the, credit for well, Zip's an athlete uh, and it's a drum the way he drums. Oh, and, well, you know, uh, yeah, but I'll tell you after this most recent thing, yeah, I think I yeah, need to take it easy. Spend a what little did, more time, t- a little more yeah, respect. Yeah. What did Tammy refer to as head noise or mind noise? What did you call yeah, it? Yeah, so your your own self is, you know, when you're out there, you are, um, uh, what's the best way to put it? Uh, there's no media. There's no, uh, you know, I mean, you can check on your phone, of course, but, but when you're out there, you, you spend more time with your own thoughts than most people do ever. Right, more than is healthy, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's you, some your own worst enemy. The times when it's just you and you and you for three and months. And if that's how you feel, then that's probably correct for you. But in in, in my experience, um, I got in touch with myself. I got in touch with my feelings. I got in touch with uh, nature, and I felt like it must have felt to be, you know, early man. Like, early man drew cave drawings because there was no Costco to buy an 83-inch television. (laughs) Early man had the same, you know, desire to see a football game on TV, but he had to draw himself chasing buffalo with a spear because that was the, you know, that was the the hunt of the time, the battle of the time, and they would draw battles, too. What's I, what's the danger factor on this? I know you. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah. I didn't want to some kind of a. Many. I think it's actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel super safe hiking. You know, you always watch out. And, you know, if, if anybody's a little weird, you're you buddy up with somebody and you just uh, you know avoid them. I, I mean, there's been stories, but they're extremely rare. So I actually feel that. <laughs> I was going to say this to her, but I feel the dangerous places in a parking lot. Mm. Well, because when we mo- asked, though, Tammy the, did say creepers were the most biggest yeah. threat to her. her yeah, but the, but the, the, uh, very rare that they have the ambition. Like like bad people, it's good people who do these hikes. That's the thing you you. Discover. Yeah, but you aren't exactly what we'd classify as a biscuit, though, either, Bob. And Tammy might be a little more susceptible to that kind of danger than you. Let me just say that if she were at shooters and you were at shooters, I'd rather be behind her. I'm, I'm not. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> And we are unanimous in that yeah, belief. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so hold, so yeah. hold it. So so you're walking along and you slip and tw- and bust your ankle. Sure. You know, right. I mean something relatively, you know, severe. Yes. What do you do? So boy, you're a buzz kill. Um, no, no. Kill. He, he just, did. Uh, he didn't ask Tammy though. With no, mad respect. But she'll right hear there. this. Yeah. She's a big listener, by the way. She's listened over the years. She'll, she'll hear this. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of this in her books, by the way, which you should buy. Um, first aid preparedness, you have the right stuff with you. And uh, uh, there are 
one thing about this trail is there are people on the trail, so it's not like yeah, you're not it's like someone for days. going through yeah. the wilderness. You know what I mean? Oftentimes you're hiking with somebody. Oftentimes uh, you meet somebody. Now there may be periods of time where you don't see anybody for a few hours or only a few people in a day, but it, right. but it's not. It's not that kind of lost and stranded in the wilderness thing. Of gotcha. course, it still hurts yourself. I mean, there are places, especially, as she mentioned, on the uh, Appalachian Trail side of it, up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Um, oh, yeah. There are it's... some places, even where I was hiking up to Killington, where I'd go, where's the trail? I just see this wall of granite, and it looks like a couple of crevasses there that I could try and climb up it, but oh, there's the trailblaze. That is the way I have to go, and, mm. you know. It would be a little afraid of falling. But. So do you have like a beacon on your phone or something? Should that have, or if you have ah, no cell service? Because I think I, I actually luck, learned right? about this from her. Yeah, there are beacons and there are various things you can, t uh, uh, in fact, I took a thing that allowed, I forget what it's called, that allowed me to text Lisa every night and allowed her to see me on a map and where I was. So yeah, the oh, pro okay. hikers have that stuff. I'm yeah. sure she does. So right. it's, like, it's like, you know, early moonwalkers, you know. Wow, <laughs> it's not a great signal, but we can you know we gotta find out where you are. Yeah, hmm. oh, yeah. Uh, we'll ask her about all that emergency stuff when she's. Let's let her yeah. get halfway down the freaking trail, please. Let's before we do that. <laughs> <laughs> before we send out a search party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she'll tell you about all that stuff. It's all in her books anyway. Tammy Asars. Hmm. Okay, well we're uh, we're about done, uh, but let's uh, let's put put it out to you guys. Is there anything else you feel we didn't get to tonight? Well, there's there's a lot of negative shit. <laughs> we didn't yeah, get you know it. that's 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 true, man. We we've been trying to find the, you know mood changers and palate cleansers to talk about. Uh, you you know, mean everything? Uh, everything we talk about is so. Yeah, you know, but that's all media narrative. Spike, you need to take one of these hikes. What do you mean? That's all media narrative. <laughs> yeah, it's all like uh, uh, like. The narrative is designed to get us upset with each other. And then have you noticed how quickly the topics fade? And then it's the next topic is what someone's doing about that topic because we need that topic to come back. It's like playing a hit record to death. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, politically especially, I, I honestly feel it's all designed to distract us and get us arguing with each other as opposed to accomplishing anything. I know it's a broken record I always play. Yeah, and I and we've and we've been so good about avoiding all that tonight. Let's not go anywhere near yeah, any of that. That yeah. sounds great. Besides, Spike's got to come up with all this stuff fresh for tomorrow, and he's got. To <laughs> I'm, I'm off tomorrow, man. I'm off. Are you off? Oh, okay. Uh, Saturday tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm happy, chappy about that. Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's, but you bring lightheartedness even to those topics. I do. I try you to. Do, you do I try to. Yeah. You know, and it was funny. We, there's you know a big fentanyl problem in the state of Washington and and the entire country and. Number one killer of young people in this country now is fentanyl. Um, so we had a conversation today about how we talk to our kids about drugs. Ah. You know, that's kind of how we put a, put a um, rele relevant spin on things. I have some leftover fentanyl from my chemo radiation. I should probably, what's the right way to destroy it? <laughs> um, it was no fun, I can pool. tell you that. <laughs> no, they were like little the patches to just sort of keep you a little bit out of pain. Oh, wow. I didn't get any buzz from it or anything. I just, you know, maybe it's because they were you know, careful about how much they gave me. Also, when you're sick, well, they were, it's and no that's, fun. The, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, that's the problem with fentanyl is it's, it's, it's all black market. It's all, I mean, right, all the stuff right. that's killing people. People accidentally overdose no, on it. Right. You, you get, they slip it into pills because it's a cheaper 
cheaper high and right. easy to mass produce and it's a much higher profit margin and they don't give a rat's ass who they kill to make their money. So. What do you say to Darby about drugs and how many is she on already? Um, I, I can honestly say uh, that I don't know that she's ever done anything. Anything. I know she's, I know she's drank a little bit because she came home wobbly and giggly a couple of times during like senior week and prom season. Sure. You know, and what I say is, look, you know, I know you're going to do what you're going to do and you're going to take chances and take risks because that's your job and it's my job to put up guardrails. And it's your job to go too far, and it's my job to push back too hard. That's our job. There's a future with the highway department if this radio doesn't work out. Um, But, you know, but what I told her is, you know, I I feel for you guys because, you know, the the stupid shit we did as kids. I mean, you guys aren't, you guys are about the same age as me, maybe a couple couple years older than me. But we're we're of the same era. I can think Mm -hmm. it's safe to say. Um, And we did, the, the stupid shit we did wasn't so potentially lethal. I mean, I know we did shit that could have and should have killed us. Yeah. I think we can all say that safely. Yeah. Like, we didn't wear seatbelts. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you guys ever stood on top of a moving car doing 60 miles an hour down a freeway and car surfed. You did that? I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Burned your parents' I'm, house I was, I was a moron. And yet you say that me. was the light stuff. That was the light stuff. Yeah. But my point to Darby was, you know, anything you try could, could kill you. Mm. And that's a horrible thing to put in your mind, but... When someone has a pill they got from their parents, you know, cabinet, at least they think they're telling you, I got this from my parents' yeah. medicine cabinet. It could be something somebody brought across illegally and you know, have no idea what the hell's in it. Yeah. And he, just every decision you make could be fatal. So don't do shit. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think with her, what's important to us, is, and we, I said this today, I said, you know, we, parents always tell you, just don't lie to me. You know, the lies are always more more damning than the truth. Then whatever you did to get in trouble, lying about it, first off, is a bigger offense and keeps me from being able to help you. Right, right. Mm. Not that I wouldn't, but I, if I don't know what you're into, I don't know how to help you get out of it. Yeah. You're a good dad. Mm. Plus, you have experience. Feel, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky I got say, the well, gig. Well, when I did you know? that stuff. Yeah, oh, I, and, and Ursula said today, do you tell you, are you honest with your kids about how stupid you were? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You betcha. Because your kids That's don't want to be like you at this age, so you might right, as well tell right. them you were really dumb. How many, year, <laughs> how many, how many years did, did we waste screwing around with drugs? What, how, what, what did that keep us from? We were successful in spite of that. Yeah. Thank you, Spike. All right. Uh, Zip? Glad to be here. There he is. You can always count on you here, wrap man. it up. Seriously, yeah. man. All right. You take care of your health, everybody. Uh, be well. And uh, listeners, thank you very much for being there. Uh, also, thanks to a few new Patreons at BobRivers.com, uh, Patreon.com slash BobRivers. We appreciate your tip jar. And um, you can always email us, show at BobRivers.com. And I don't have them up today. I should have read some of the letters from last week, but I'll, uh, I'll hang on to the good ones. And uh, I guess that's it. Well, we should always reach out to thank the stoic, silent wisdom of Ed Kelly, <laughs> who, brought, who brought it again yeah. this week. Well, I mean, Zip not, 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 a, not a least, stupid except word. Except for yeah. this week and the uh, yeah. last couple of weeks, because it's definitely Ed Kelly. Not a mistake, not a not an errant yeah. thought out of his mind again this week. Can't, amazing. I can't wait to hear what happens. Amazing mime he is. It's, it's amazing. This week. All right, everybody be well. Uh, Hi, the boys. show is live from normally uh, Boston... Las Vegas, Seattle, and Detroit. We got three out of four this week. Ain't bad. The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Here's Paul Rogers recorded live in Bob's Garage.
Just the 